Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. I'm your host, Jim Brangenberg. Please check us out online, iworkforhim.com. That's I Work, the number four, him.com. Be an ambassador to educators. That's what we're going to talk about today. But right now, I really want you to check out the Awaken Podcast Network, awakenpodcastnetwork.com, awakenpodcastnetwork.com. Find 121 different voices speaking into the faith and work movement. If you want to find a way to connect your faith to your work, go to the awakenpodcastnetwork.com and find a voice that you want to listen to on a regular basis that will encourage you to live out your faith in your work. Educators. Is it really any more difficult job than being an educator? Working in education, whether it's public, private education, being a teacher is a difficult thing. Working with your children is a difficult thing. Working with parents is a difficult thing. But the ultimate rewards of working with students all day long is a lifetime of rewards. It's phenomenal. Yet there's challenges in today's public education environment. There's challenges in every kind of education environment. We brought together some school teachers, some educators from around the country just to share a little bit of their story today and to just share about what's working and what's not working and gathering together other Christian educators. We've got Craig Olson and Terry Meyer from the St. Paul School District in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got Heather Conan from the Minnetonka School District in Minnetonka, Minnesota. And we've got Karen Quinn calling in from San Bernardino Valley, Chino Valley United School District. We're just going to have a conversation and we wanted you to listen in. If you're an educator, I want you to connect with them. Check out all the details to this conversation on our social media page and attached to the podcast where you can get a hold of these educators. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him. Craig, Karen, Terry, and Heather. We'll look forward to our conversation today. Uh, my friend Jim and I went to youth group together. We figured like 35 years ago and we reconnected and uh, he's obviously works for, I work for him ministries and we just uh, connect on Facebook. So I'm Craig. Nice to meet you, Karen. And um, I'm a teacher. Terry and I are kind of work together in St. Paul building, trying to build, uh, you know, some faith-based activities and things like that. Craig, you said you were working with uh, kids that had some challenges, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I get uh, special ed kids, or uh, I'm not sure what the proper term is these days. They seem to change it every couple of years. But uh, kids that have uh, special needs and that come from all over the district in St. Paul, uh, inner city, uh, at, at one time, I had told the Lord that uh, I wasn't going to do middle school and I wasn't going to do um, the inner city, and that's where um, the Lord planted me. And uh, I get special ed kids uh, that uh, go through Craig's program, um, and he sort of uh, takes a look at them, and a lot of the case managers uh, and people that feed kids into my program um, know um, me from over the years and they know what fits and what doesn't fit. So the the Lord has uh, blessed me um, and for Holy Spirit sort of comes over me, but um, for many years I've hit my knees and I invite the Lord in and he shows up and I don't need to know 
exactly how it works. I just have evidence that it works, that when you stand up for the Lord, he stands up for you. And um, That's that's perfect. I want to say, I want you to save some of that story because I want to ask some more details on it. Karen, okay. you're the one that started this conversation. Karen joined the I Work For Him Nation, somehow reached out to us. Yeah, no, because you got our sticker. So you joined the I Work For Him Nation. How did you hear about I Work For Him? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, I don't know how much to unravel this. Um, Heather is involved in a ministry that include that that includes um, teachers from Europe and the U.S. and it's called Eureka, right, Heather? What well, is that? Eureka in Europe, um, which is the European Christian Educators Network. Um, and then I work for um, CEAI, which is Christian Educators Association International in the U.S. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Heather and I were on this call, and I actually, I know it was an American teacher who was talking about I Work For Him, because I had never heard of it before. And um, I just looked you guys up online and... Here we are. That's the short version. Wow. I love the fact that you reached out. And you're in Fullerton, California, right? Yes. Okay. And Heather, where are you at? Um, I'm in Minnesota, Minneapolis area. So Cindy Marks, who we've invited to join us on the call, she uh, last year was still the chairman of the school board in Modesto, California. We interviewed her five or six years ago. And at that point in time, she was not the chairwoman, but she was in the leadership of the school board, but she was on a weekly basis praying with the mayor and the sheriff uh, for their town. Mm-hmm. And they had an amazing turnaround uh, in that community as leadership started praying to us. So that's why we invited Cindy Marks into this. So here's a little bit about, about Martha and I. And again, normally if it's a weekday, we'd both be sitting here, but I work for him. It's just all about unlocking God's purpose for Christians in their work. And our whole thing is to highlight conversations that are happening around the world, around the country, to highlight stories. How's God working in your work? Ministries that are encouraging people in their work and uh, resources that are available to, to disciple people, to connect their faith in their work. And so we're working on lots of things, but you know, it is our goal before the end of the year for you guys in education to actually have a podcast called I Work For Him Education highlighting the stories of Christ followers in all levels of education from administration down to teachers, actually down to maintenance people that are working in the school district and all the way up to the people, some of which are ridiculous on school boards that, you know, some of which had to resign this year, this week for saying that parents just wanted their kids to be babysat, you know, that kind of stuff. What's this all look like? But our goal is to just drive encouragement down so that everybody is finding somewhere where they're hearing faith stories and are encouraged by faith stories of what is God doing in other parts of the country. At the same time, we've also are getting ready to launch in April for you ladies. She works for him. And it's a, and it'll be a podcast hosted by ladies for ladies for Christian working women. Uh, because the church doesn't do a lot of encouragement for Christian working women. On a national basis, you may be part of a church that is encouraging you. Uh, but the focus is on Christian working women, encouraging Christian working women and, and not only living out their faith in the work, because women don't tend to disconnect their faith from their work, but to really try to tame down that Wonder Woman complex that every woman seems to struggle with, trying to be super mom, super wife, super grandmother, if that's the case, and super teacher, super educator, super everything. They're, they're always trying to be the end all beat up. So that's just a little bit about us. Our passion, is, we don't sell anything. We Actually, we are going to have books later this year, um, but uh, we... Uh, 
Our goal is just to lift up what God is doing across the country, which is why Craig and I said, let's pull some educators together. Let's just have this conversation because Karen was looking for some encouragement. Like, how do I do this? So that's why we're here. Heather, we're super glad that you've joined us. Terry, we're super glad that you've joined us. And I hope that Cindy joins us. She said she would be able to. I really appreciate you guys just being willing to share this morning. And what am I going to do? We're not going to do a formal show today, but you know, you guys are going to be, we're going to be going back and forth and asking questions because teachers need to hear from teachers. Um, I've had a very hard time getting teachers on the show because a lot of times when I'm recording, they're working, which is usually from seven o'clock in the morning until six o'clock at night. Uh, and they don't have the flexibility like business people do to get on shows. Um, sometimes we get paid for our time. Sometimes yeah. you do. So, but I just know you guys are always working. Teachers are always working. Educators are always working. So it's it's been tougher. We've had some, but just not enough. Craig, to you. Um, so, well, thanks again, Jim, for being willing to be part and connecting us. And I was really excited to have Heather join us because, um, well, my life changed so many times in different ways, but one of them was the Daniel weekend when I spent, Terry and I spent a weekend, um, as we always say, treated like kings in a beautiful kind of a hotel resort type of thing and just learning about how we can be representatives for Christ in the classroom. What are our legal rights and what, uh, and how do we go about doing that? So that was an incredible growth experience for me. And just to connect with other believers has just been um, yeah, it's been huge. So when you mentioned Karen um, wanted to uh, connect, um, I'm all about let's connect and encourage each other. And um, yeah, so that's, I mean, part of, partly why I wanted to be here today and, and connect and um, have more people know about I work for him and figure out ways we can spread the word and uh, work together. So Karen, why don't you start off with, we're here because of you. And just so you know, Heather, super excited because Craig told me about his CEAI weekend experience. He said he went with another teacher. Terry, it's great to meet you. Karen, you were frustrated. You've got a story. You're an educator in Fullerton, California. What are you teaching? Teach elementary music. Elementary. <laughs> That's easy. Well, Look, here's my teaching aid right back here. My right. little scale. How do you do that with masks on? That's what I want to know. That's just, how do you teach well, that flutophone thing with a mask on? I don't know that that works. We, okay. So this is really cool. We've been a hundred percent online the, the entire school year. We're actually getting ready to send our kids back to school. Praise God. We just found out the other day that music teachers are staying online. So um, I was near tears when I heard that because I miss my kids, but Teaching fourth grade recorders on with them on mute is really, really great. <laughs> you know. I remember fourth grade recorders. That was, I mean, the, I called it a flutophone back then or whatever it was. I mean, it was just a really annoying and loud. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there is an animal called a flutophone, but we've is it different? We've okay. into recorders now, which is much better. It's less worse. It's less worse. All right. So talk to us about the struggle that you're having, the reason we're having this conversation today? So um, Heather and I are good friends, and we met at um, what's called the Daniel Leadership Institute, which is the next step from the Daniel Weekend. And um, so we spent 40 days in the wilderness together in 2014. And um, as Heather and I continued our friendship after the 40 days, um, she was telling me about a group she had called um, 
Tonka Staff for Christ. Yes. Yeah. Good. Okay. And um, I had really been, I, I really wanted to do something like that in my school district. And so um, she kind of coached me and kind of talked me through it. And I started this network. We had great success getting people onto our email list. You know, we have about over, probably over 60 people that receive the emails, but getting them to actually respond getting them to, um, you know, we're trying to get prayer groups started at schools. Um, It's like crickets, you know? And so I understand that teachers are super busy and I was willing to step forward because being a music teacher, I don't have papers to grade. I don't have parent conferences. I don't have report cards. Um, This, and this is why, you know, this is where I needed the encouragement. Just I needed, I need ideas. I need um, support. Uh, so yeah, that's why. That's what started this whole thing. I hate having my picture taken. It's such an inconvenience because I have to worry about my hair. And oh wait, I actually love having my picture taken because I have no hair and I can make funny faces all the time like this. Check Martha and I out on Facebook and Instagram. For all the latest on I Work For Him, and of course, those occasional last-minute special event podcasts that we do, and funny pictures and conversations, just search for I Work For Him. That's I Work, the number four, him. All right, so Heather, you are you in Minnetonka then, if you're part of the Tonka staff for Christ? You said you're in the Minneapolis here. I grew up... Well, I guess I didn't realize how familiar you were. Minnetonka, Tonka, Tonka. There you go. One of the greatest commercials ever on WCCO in the 80s. Tonka, Tonka, Tonka. I can't remember what it was advertising, but I remember it was always an echo. Maybe do... Tonka Trucks, I don't no, know. No, no, no. It was like some car <laughs> dealership or something. Okay, so Heather, you're a teacher in the Minnetonka School District. Yeah. Okay. What are you teaching? Um, I have taught it. I currently I work half time as a fourth grade teacher. I do a job share. So. Okay. All right. So talk to us about the uh, Tonka Staff for Christ. Yeah. Um. So. Starting in 2013. Um. For. Few years before that, I had felt really prompted to start a prayer group in my school, um, but I had lots of reasons why that wouldn't work. I think I might have been one of Karen's people who was um, not stepping up uh, because I was busy. I maybe thought no one would show up. It felt a little uncomfortable. Um, what would people think? Kind of place in my life and. Uh, So I put off something that God was putting on my heart for a few years and um, through a tragedy and that happened to one of the teachers in my district, God really revealed to me that, you know what, you really can't wait to follow what God's asking you to do. You need to step forward. And so a group of us started a prayer group in our school. uh, And I had no idea that that group would lead to transformation. Like the culture in our school completely changed. Um, Once we started meeting or emailing each other, kind of creating this place where teachers actually get to know each other. So hang on. So you started praying together and you started seeing the culture in your school literally change. Literally. 
As a matter of fact, one of the things that was so interesting was uh, my administrator at the time, we, you know, let her know that we would be meeting before contract hours, you know, legally for this encouragement um, group and prayer. And she began to see us as an asset in our building. And I remember one day receiving an email from her saying, oh, I just met with another educator who is going through a tough time. And I asked him if I could pass along a a request to the prayer group (laughs) to pray for him. And that was when I knew that, you know, God was like doing something. Um, And so from there, he really put this desire in my heart, kind of this what if, like, well, what if we actually had this across our whole school district because I had seen how it worked in one school. Like what would happen? Um, And it was there where I was introduced to Christian Educators Association and Tent Makers. They're the groups that do the Daniel Weekends. We put one on in Minnesota, ended up at the 40 Day with Karen. Um, And during that time, he really uh, put in place what this could look like to create a district group, um, a framework that was very doable and easy to share. And so I came back and we did that. So talk to, so you started in one elementary school in the Minnetonka School District. Now, is Minnetonka and why is that a school district together? Or is it just Minnetonka? Just Minnetonka. Okay. So Minnetonka, for those of you listening to, to the podcast, as we're, I, there's a podcast coming out of this conversation today. Minnetonka is one of the more wealthy suburbs in uh, yeah. Minneapolis-St. Paul because it is around a fantastic lake called Lake Minnetonka. Uh, yeah. So uh, it, it is, so it's a, a lot of times when there's school districts with tons of money in them, the parents become more difficult. The educators, be, be, I mean, it just becomes a harder environment for Christ to thrive. So you've really thrived in this environment. When you went to go from just in your one elementary school, because how many elementary schools are there in Minnetonka? Six. And how many total schools with junior highs and high school? Nine. All right. So you went from one school. How successful were you at stamping this out in all nine schools? Well, successful. I, yes, we uh, we had put on an event, again, just for the purpose of encouraging people. Uh, we, as an outside group, um, rented the media center at the high school, and we put on a breakfast on a weekend, and we just invited people from across our district, and we it was amazing. We had 50 people show up. Um, it was just a time, again, of real encouragement. And really um, a, a place to, to launch this idea. Like, what if you could have a place at your building where people could gather, we could encourage, we could pray for each other and get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's what Satan uses, right, is isolation. And when we feel isolated, uh, we begin to doubt that we are making a difference. We begin to, to lack, you know, feel like right. we're not supported. Um, so yeah, from there we were able to really launch a, a great district initiative, and and we have a wonderful group that we gather twice a year. Um, we the first day of workshop um, week, we get up at six thirty in the morning and we have like a breakfast and a prayer for our school year, and then in March we gather too. 
So is this just teachers or do you get administrators and support staff in there as well? Yeah, it's everybody. Everybody. All right. Okay. We have lunch ladies. We have... The lunch um, ladies. What a th- the greatest job in an elementary school being a lunch lady. I remember oh, yeah. the lunch ladies. Mrs. Yeah. Belkey was my lunch lady in elementary school. I remember her because I was always excited to see her face. I was so hungry. Yeah, they make a di- they, they make a huge difference. Phase they need a, you, you need to let them. Okay, so Karen, in Fuller, don't worry, Craig and Terry, we're going to get to you guys in a minute. But you know, it, you know, you guys got it going on. Karen's trying to figure this out. So, in Fullerton, California. Have you guys started, have you gotten two or three that will gather together to pray? What's been the, you said you've tried to get it rolling, but you're not getting any traction. What have you tried? So um, just, this is kind of not important, but I work in Chino Valley, which is in San Bernardino County. Um, I live in Orange County. Um, So, and being a music teacher, I work at two schools. So I have been successful at getting prayer groups going at those two schools. Um, and that's been really cool. Kind of what Heather was saying. It really just changes the vibe and we can't even explain it really in human terms. I mean, we have anecdotes of things that, you know, that happen that are a response to prayer very obviously, but um, yeah, but it's pretty cool. Just the way it just, yeah, changes, you know, prayer changes things. We were getting ready to have our first breakfast, Heather. I was so excited. And I was so afraid to do it because I, I don't really have any help right now. That's another thing I've really been praying about. And I put out to the group, like, we need, like, a little, I need partners to team up with me. And I'm getting ready to retire. I'm not sure when. Um, but, you know, I don't want the group to die when I when I well, when you retire, you're going to have full-time availability to run prayer groups at schools all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, we got to remember you're, wait a minute, your, your calling does not die when you retire. Your calling <laughs> in your case may explode. No, no, that's true, Craig, but we are, I mean, Jim, sorry, that's fine. Um, but we are moving to Tennessee um, after I retire. So uh-huh. I have to, my calling in Tennessee well, you'll so, find plenty of teachers in Tennessee. Which part of Tennessee are you going to locate to? Uh, Murfreesboro. Oh, got some so. great connections in Murfreesboro. That's a great area. Good, good. Yes, because I am definitely open to. Yeah, I, okay. I can't. I can't wait to see what God has for me. All right. Know? And um, yeah. So anyway, um, and so we were just getting ready to have our first breakfast, and then COVID. Yeah. So um, we had the church, we had the venue lined up at a local church and um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, and you got, and just as you said, Heather, this isolation thing, it is a tool of the enemy. And, you know, the, yeah, we're going to just, you know, locked on for two weeks. That's now been an entire year. It, it, that's nothing but the, the tool of the enemy to be able to see, okay, wow. Look at the impact on our kids alone, let alone the 10 million people out of work. I mean, all the parents I know, and we've mentored a lot of them who have kids in elementary school who are doing online schooling, want to just kill everybody. They just they're they're so they're they're just so over it, uh, and they don't really literally want to kill anybody. They're just so pent up with frustration, and they just want their kids to get back to school, and their kids are struggling. And, and in places like Minnesota, where they can't go outside and play because it's too stinking cold for several weeks, that's a tough one. One of the ways I keep Jim under control is to tell him to go write something. It's sometimes the only quiet I get during the day. I 
would love it if you would go and subscribe to our weekly blog so I can keep getting those quiet moments every week. I could use more, but I will be grateful for at least that one half hour. Jim's blog is written from his heart on what our father is speaking loudly to him right now. I think you'll enjoy it. Iworkforhim.com and click on the word blog to subscribe. All right, so Terry, you're you're a teacher in the St. Paul School Districts. Yep. You you and Craig Olson are friends. Talk to me about what your situation is, how you've seen your uh, a movement of Christ in the schools that you're involved in. Um, I'll go back to. Um, 1999. I had, I had uh, come out of college with a degree in engineering and um, I went to work for 3M and I thought I would be there for life. You know, that's the way things used to be. And um, after a, a couple of years, um, after about five years, four years, I'd had um, put in the first barcoding system and I took a transfer to Iowa where I said I would never go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every great Minnesotan says they'll never go to yeah. Iowa. And um, after two years, um, uh, I had told them two years and that was it. And then I took a job at Honeywell and I knew the Lord always wanted me teaching. And um, I saw so much in life, um, what I'll call BS, um, that I didn't know what to do with it. So I started medicating myself and um in 99, um, I had worked for some other companies and did some consulting, and um, I was tired of uh, partying, and uh, I got down on my knees, and um, I said, Lord, you've given me all these gifts, let's boogie, and um, I went through treatment, uh, outpatient treatment the next day, and he just took it away from me, and then uh, wow, um, about that was on December 7th of 99. And then the last day of 99, when I was still in outpatient treatment, I uh, quit smoking. And everybody at treatment would go out and smoke. And um, uh, he just took that away from me. Although I almost picked the recliner up and threw it at the wall on day three. But after <laughs> that, it was good. And um, so then I started substitute teaching. And, um, and I didn't know what I was getting into when I said, Lord, you've given me all these gifts, let's boogie. But uh, he did. And one day I subbed for some kids that had special needs. And um, I didn't do math in my sleep. And I was teaching them math. And I thought, man, this isn't too hard. They get it. Um, but that's the Lord giving me a read on what they needed. and. Um, so then um, I went through a, a Via de Cristo weekend, which was a four-day experience of the way of Christ. And um, that changed my life and gave me a Christian fabric. And that um, fall, I saw an ad uh, at the end of the summer. Um, and I was in between jobs. And it uh, was for Como Park. Um, uh, high school, and uh, I went in and interviewed and um, for the wood shop, and um, I had did a lot of projects on the house and built garages and additions, and so they hired me for that, and they said, can you teach anything else? And I said, well, I can teach drafting, and uh, so that was it, and uh, 
the first day they walked and I had never taught, you know, and they, but I had done a lot of coaching, which you, you have to learn to think on your feet. Yeah. But um, coaching, you could smack a kid upside the head when they're being stupid. <laughs> you can't do that in the classroom. Well, I coached a uh, lady softball team. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> that wouldn't work so well. And I had 15, 16 year olds in hockey that didn't make the A team. And um, some of them were good enough to make the high school team. And, um, but their attitudes, they didn't make the A team. And I thought, man, I can work with an attitude. Give me the kid. And um, so I, I learned to have fun with the kids. So, uh, so that they knew when you, your tone changed that um, they something was different and they had to pay attention. And um, so they walked me down the classroom the first day and they left me. <laughs> and I thought, oh, man. So, um, you know, that thinking on your feet from all the coaching and I coached the teams I played on in softball and stuff all through life. So um, it was a natural fit for me. And... Um, they started piling special ed kids into my room because they figured out I was good with them. And I had like 37 kids in the wood shop, which um, was incredibly dangerous, but I had run safety programs for 3M and Honeywell. So everything I had did had prepared me for teaching. And then, um, but I was only teaching half time and I couldn't really afford to just teach half time. Uh, so I was subbing in the afternoons and, uh, then um, I got a, one of the special ed teachers um, recommended me for another job in the district working with special ed kids um, only. And um, so I talked to the guy about it and he, he was looking for somebody else, I think. And um, I was down in Tucson, Arizona on vacation. He called me and he hired me on the spot because he couldn't <laughs> find anybody else that uh, wanted the job. And um, it was the perfect spot for me. How do you see, how do you see your faith playing out in that job? Oh man, it's, it's everything because, um, you know, my boss is the Lord and, uh, the school district um, tells you that uh, you can't touch the kids, you, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, that's not what the Lord shares with me. And, um, you know, each, each kid is looking to me for leadership in the classroom. Every and, and they started piling kids into class that uh, mainstreaming them over the years, which... Um, was really a challenge because you had kids that had behavioral issues that are interfering with your ability to teach with the rest of the kids. And I'm a firm believer in you open your mouth and the Lord fills it. And uh, so I learned that you can either do battle with these kids or, or you can partner with them. And, um, but like I say, I, I hit my knees every day before the kids come into class. And some of the time they're coming in when I'm on my knees because they take city buses to me and they, they run at different times. And some kids want to get to my class way early. Um, and um, so all of a sudden, you know, the Lord says, partner with these kids. And so I had a kid come in um, and this was a middle school kid and he was just a terror. 
he disrupted class. And one day I, and I'm not going to call him by his real name, but um, I says, come over here, Demarius, and I'm going to uh, show the class how to make hair smoke. <laughs> and he's a willing participant and he comes up under my arm and I fake making his hair smoke and he gets the attention he wants and he loves it. And the rest of the class is looking at me like, you are crazy. But, um, you know, it, it worked. And the kids, when they know you love them, it's a whole, it's a whole different deal. It is a whole different deal. We'll let you get your composure. So, Craig Olson, what about you? Did you always set out to be a teacher? Um, no, I, uh, I think I thought teachers, once you went to college, if you didn't know what you were going to do, you uh, taught, taught whatever you studied. So uh, it's the long, the journey was long, but my uh, faith journey, um, it's okay if I tell you about that, Jim. Um, I mean, Jim and I went to a great youth group. I had every advantage, but I didn't live out my faith. And it wasn't until later in life I got, uh, uh, but like Terry is talking, I see how God's working even through my maybe disobedient or uh, selfish phase of life. But I got to this point where I got married and that's what I really needed a godly woman named Kelly. And uh, then I ran into, uh, or had this idea to write a book. Jim and I have talked about the Vikings and he's, he's hurt by the Vikings, but how could started, you not be hurt? 61 years of failure. How could you not be hurt by 61 I, years of failure? We're, but we're start, all hurt by the Vikings. <laughs> but I started, um, so I started the nutshell version is I started uh, noticing some of the guys that were real bold about their faith. And I decided to put a book together of testimonies and it changed my life to the point that I got invited to a Bible study. And when I was in my fifties and I'm like, this is what I've been missing my whole life, studying the word with guys that I liked and over a period of time. And then I would run into Terry at his wood shop and I go, you know, how do, how do you know all these Christians in the district? And he said, and Terry says, wear a, wear a cross on the outside of your shirt. And I'm like, well, I'm not a jewelry wearer really, but I did it anyway. And, you know, you can see I'm wearing a, I wore this Jesus shirt on a Zoom call and guy goes, is that a heavy metal shirt? No, it's actually a Jesus <laughs> shirt. So I became much more bold about, and, and it just, and then meeting Heather at Daniel weekend and Heather, um, told me, she said, don't worry about when you're trying to start something. It's okay if it's word of mouth, you know? So that gave me the confidence to just put things together and I identify with Karen. I have a group of 20 people on an email and I'll hear one response, you know, and the pandemic has been hard, but I mean, the Lord's given me a spirit of just, you know what, kind of like my pastor friend says, work while it's day, just keep going, keep don't let the, we talked about the enemy. It's the frustrations and stuff. Yeah, there's enough to drive you crazy. But um, that's why I partly, I just wanted to get on this call when I heard from Karen and Jim. Let's encourage one another and keep going. There's a lot of things that I wish I would like to see happen uh, after the pandemic. Um, like like uh, Heather, we had a prayer breakfast and um, we had about 20, 23, four people at Como Park and then the pandemic hit. So last year we just had a small one, but I think the potential is great. I want to like, a I'm just encouraged to hear about the Tonka. What did you call it? Tonka, Tonka staff for Christ. Christ. Tonka staff for yeah. Christ. Yeah. Tonka staff for Christ. 
I want to see that extend in, in St. Paul to other more schools, but you know, there I've, I've reached out, you don't hear anything, but I'm like, Karen, I want to retire too. And, uh, but I feel I've, I connect with your idea. I want to, I want it to keep going. Terry and I know a guy named Jesse. So if you ever listen to this, Jesse, you're the next one to keep ah. this stuff going. Okay. So but let's just, let's just stick a, sti- a sidelight here because this retirement thing you guys keep speaking of. And, and a lot of times in the, in the American Christian version of this retirement means we're going to, we're going to stop getting a regular paycheck and we're going to enter an eternal vacation. Not biblical. I know Karen's gone. Nope. That's not what I'm thinking. It may just be a transition to do something new and different. And that's, I'm just, because we are on iWorkFrame very fervent about the fact that we need to, I retire for him as well. In fact, we've got a podcast that we've actually started last year called I Retire For Him, because as Christ followers, our calling doesn't die when we retire. So it's so important. And you guys are so gifted. You know, one of the things, let me just offer, offer just some, just a couple of anecdotes. First of all, I did teach school for one year. I don't even know if I told Craig that. I taught middle I was substitute teaching to keep my mind fresh while I was selling cars down here in Florida, right after we moved down here in Florida. And I got sucked into teaching seventh and eighth grade math for a year at a private school full of heavily wealthy children. And it was, uh, it was, um, I loved the teaching. I did not like the parents and I did not fit in with academia. As you can imagine, this attitude got me in a lot of trouble. And the fact that Terry, I hadn't coached, but I'd done youth ministry for 20 years. And when a kid's being stupid, you just, you, <laughs> you, you do something to get their attention. And you can't do that in the classroom. I had, to, I had to apologize to a couple of parents. And I had one parent say, I wish you could hit my kid every day. And it's like, I didn't hit your kid. I just poked him. She goes, I wish you could spank my kid. He needs a spanking. Anyway, so I say that, but you know, one of the miracle things that we've seen in, in workplaces across the country is prayer. As Heather, you started saying, just praying. And so Karen, as you, my challenge to you would be, to just start praying for people by name each and every day. You've got the, the I work for M nation as you got the sticker and you got the covenant, but this is, this is what works because we're hearing this. This is not an idea that came from Jim and Martha Brangenberg. This came from God. When you start to pray for people in your workplace by name each and every day, it starts to change you. It doesn't necessarily change them, but then you look for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires and that starts to impact them. And you look for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace, which once COVID is done, and we're hoping that they let it be done, because it really is done for the most part around the country. It's, it's waning and waning and waning everywhere. They just don't want to let go of the power. Um, so to be friends, get, get together with people outside. Let people know that you're a real person and let them know that being with a Christian isn't as freaky scary as they think. And then look for ways to pray with people when you notice they're having a rough day. Because if you know what people's, if you're praying for people, you pay attention to their demeanor every day and you notice what their normal demeanor is. And when you notice that their demeanor has changed, you're like, hey, what's going on? And they'll say, I'm fine. Really? This is when the Italian job movie comes into play. Really? Fine? Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional? (laughs) Are you really fine? Well, let me tell you what's going on. And then they tell you, you just listen. And, and at the end of that, you say, listen, can I pray with you about that? I've never had anybody say no. Never. Never had anybody say no. But all along, you're a person of excellence. Excellence defines you. It has to define you. Otherwise, people aren't ever going to listen to your faith. So 
Karen, that's my words of encouragement to you. When are you going to retire and move to Murfreesboro, Tennessee? Well. I mean, when are you thinking? A couple of years from now, or are you thinking June? Are we on no, a- not this June. Okay, no. all right, okay. So, okay, so I'm going to go back to work in September, and if all the COVID stuff is really super crazy still with the plexiglass and, you know, the masks and everything, I may go out December 31st. Okay. Or I might finish next school year. Okay. So it's it's not a, so you got time. You got time for prayer to start working. Some time. So yeah. I would just choose I, I don't know. I, maybe you guys can help Karen choose who should she start praying for? Jim, I'll I'll speak to that and the retirement issue a little bit too. Um you know, I've I've had a prayer card for years and um it gets filled up and I do do that too while I'm on my knees at school um, because it's just a good time with me and the Lord. Um, the retirement, well, and I wanted to speak about um, Craig and how, you know, from him coming into my classroom and seeing that, um, that I'm bold for the Lord. Um, he, he had a, a deal where we had a, a picnic and at that picnic, um, some of the people from CEI had showed up because of a divine appointment Craig had when he was on vacation up north. He ran into a couple people from CEI and tent makers, invited them to the picnic. They invited us to the Daniel weekend. And out of the Daniel weekend, I ended up going to the 40-day that um, Karen went to. And it was incredible. And I knew that it was really hard for me to do that. I have a big yard. I have two big dogs. And so those big dogs went with me. Um, And it was really hard to be there. But I knew it would be harder for me to not be there. So out of that, um, Craig started a a Bible study uh, at school. And I've learned over the years that, you know, the... uh, the Muslims uh, get their prayer rooms, and um, man, if they get their prayer rooms, that gives me rights to be bold in the school. And um, by wearing the cross, uh, you know, I've heard it say, uh, preach the gospel, even if you just have to wear it. And um, you get people coming to you and looking for prayer. And I ask my students, um, can I pray for you? when I know they're hurting because the Lord has given me that discernment. And I've never had any of my students say, no, you can't pray for me. It's an, it's an amazing thing. And I I am also getting very close to retirement and I could go this year. um, And it's a day to day thing. I know that I won't retire. I'll just do something else for the Lord, but it's going to be involved with the schools and strengthening the schools because COVID has actually been a little bit good because it has exposed some of the things that go on in the classroom and some of the things they're trying to push through. And um, some of these things are disgusting with the sex education. Minnesota is right behind California on the books they're pushing in. And um, somebody wanted to put them on Facebook and they said no because that's porn. And that's that's what they're putting into our kids in grade school. It's crazy. Hey, I work for him listeners. Check us out on Twitter for the latest feed and links to amazing kingdom conversations at I work for him radio. So Heather, you've been sitting there being very thoughtful. I see lots of looks. Go ahead. Comment. What, what, what's God prompting you? Mm. 
you know, I, I think as teachers, we, we measure success very differently than maybe the rest of the world. And, and our success is um, measured by numbers often, whether it's test scores or it's measured by how we compare to our colleagues, um, you know, how many hours they put in versus how many hours I put in. Uh, and I, I think that we just need to be reminded that success in the kingdom is so much different than how we look at success. Mm. Um, and that success is like relate relationships, what you brought up, bringing time to get to know people, to do life with them, to pray for them, to capture little moments, you know, with our students or with. Um, our colleagues, where we're speaking into their lives, uh, that is success. And, and I think a lot of teachers are scared to take risks in starting groups, um, take risks in um, following promptings from God because they're they're so afraid of failure. <laughs> are they afraid of failure? Are they afraid of persecution? Are they afraid of 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 losing their job? What 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 do you really think drives the fear? Oh, I think all of those are real fears right now. Do you really think um, somebody would get fired today for having a prayer meeting before school? No, 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 no. I, I think they're more, they're more, it's, it's a little bit of a fear of man, but it's also a fear of if I do this, will no one show up, you mm -hmm. know? And I, and I've told teachers that, and there are other districts that are doing some of these things like, you know, St. Paul and. Minnetonk and I know other districts and it's like, well, you know what? It's just about if God puts something on your heart showing up and if it's just you <laughs> and there's just a little block of time where you get to pray for people, that's huge. It's and it's, it, it's not about, you know, like I need to have a large group or I need to have this or that. It's just like God showed me to, told me to do this and I'm just going to do it. and. I'm successful. <laughs> we did, we need to remember that only one guy invested in Billy Graham. Yeah. You don't know if the next person you're going to talk to is Billy Graham. Craig Olson, okay, you know, we're, 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 we're here for Karen. Karen wanted to know, Karen Quinn from the Fullerton, California, but so was it the Chino School District or San Bernardino School District you said you were... You work, you oh, work you in know, Orange County? Which, which I love to give details. Just ask my husband. Okay, so I work in Chino Valley Unified, which is in San Bernardino County. Who cares what county it's in, right? I just had to tell you. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. All right, so we're here to encourage Karen Quinn from the, well, the Chino Un Valley Unified School District uh, in the San Bernardino Valley, which sounds really nice, but they get their water from Colorado, so one day they could be in trouble if Colorado says, no, you can't have my water anymore. Craig Olson, encourage Karen. How would you suggest that Karen get prayer moving, get a, a bunch of Christ followers moving together in her school district? Do you think Karen's what? alone in the school district as the only Jesus no, follower? No, that's what part of my message is, is you're not alone. There, there are people and surrounding school districts too. You know, maybe it be, there's a verse, I'll get the verse wrong, but the essence of the verse is we direct our plan or our steps and God directs our path. You know, you know, the verse that I'm talking about. And most of the time, whatever happens, 
really isn't what I think is going to happen. And um, so it might look totally different, Karen. I just think that the more we connect, you know, as a group of believers nationwide, I just think we're going to keep strengthening. I got to tell you one thing about prayer. When the pandemic started, the, the, the former Viking, Jim will love this, on the 98 team, team that broke your heart, Anthony Bass is a pastor and he came on, he was my keynote speaker for, the, for our big event. We started a prayer Zoom call at 6 p.m. Central and it's been going since March and it, it's changed my life. It's changed a lot of lives. Um, but even if you can't join us, use me as a conduit for, for prayer requests because we'll bring them to this group of like eight to 10 people every single night and we pray for whatever prayer requests. And it's been, it has to be like going to another foreign mission trip. People say that changed my life. It, it's that impactful. So anybody, if they ever want to join in, let me know. That, Go ahead, Jim. That was fantastic. Thank you for saying what you just said. There's an organization you guys all got to check out. It's called followerofone.org. Followerofone.org. They do, don't be turned off by this term, they do marketplace missions trips. They teach you to have the mindset of preparing and going to work like you would prepare and go on a short-term missions trip. And they've got another one coming up. It's either late March or early April where you can join that trip and you'll be gathered together with people that are from all different kinds of professions, learning how to have the mindset to flip on, hey, my workplace is my mission field. In my mission field, I may be the only Jesus my coworkers and employees may ever meet. Mm. Uh, that would be, that would be, a, that Karen would be a phenomenal start. Because you're going to, yeah. you're going to meet people. I'm sorry, Heather, go ahead. Well, a Christian Educators um, Association, we are... What's the, website for, what's the website for Christian Education, Educators uh, Association? CEAI.org. Um, but we are starting a program called AWAKE, which is ambassadors working as kingdom educators. Um, and it is really about that, like, what does it look like? <laughs> to have that mindset as an ambassador, um, as a kingdom educator, not just a, a public school educator, um, but kind of that's, that, that same concept that you're talking about as the, that mission mm -hmm. trip feel. What does that look like? Because we are in a foreign land and we feel it more and more every day in public education. Like this is <laughs> so foreign. Um, how do we navigate it as ambassadors? That is great. We need to what do. What does AWAKE stand for? Ambassadors working as kingdom educators. Ambassadors working as kingdom educators. So you can find out more online. CEAI.org. Christian Educators Association International.org. CEAI.org. All right. A phenomenal conversation. And here's what I want to do. I'd like to draw it to a close. But just one more question, really quick, give an answer. How would you like the audience that gets to listen to this conversation praying for you as an educator? First, Craig Olson, St. Paul School District. How do you want the audience praying for you? Really quick. Wow. Um, I'd just like them to, yes, to, to raise up more, as we say in Tent Makers, modern day Daniels, and encourage people who to take a step and be more bold in their faith. You'll just be amazed at what happens. 
All right, Karen Quinn from the Chino United, Chino Valley United School District in San, Berner San Bernardino Valley, California. Super easy for me to get out. How do you want people praying for you, Karen? You know what? Listen, this is what I want. I want courage for me and my colleagues. Okay, courage. We need to stand up to these radical left agendas. We need people to not worry about losing their jobs, but rather speaking truth. I don't want people to lose their jobs. I want them to be willing to for Christ. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Terry okay. Meyer working in the St. Paul school district, right alongside Craig Olson, but in a different school, I'm assuming. How do you want people praying for you really quickly? For boldness and courage and fear of the Lord, not of man. Hmm. Heather Conan, how about for you? Working out of the Minnetonka School District in Minnetonka, Minnesota. How do you want people praying for you? Um, I just would love discernment in how to um, encourage and help educators navigate the world that we're working in right now. I want to be able to speak into people's lives and help them feel confident as an educator and who is a Christian. I want to encourage the entire audience to check out ceai.org, ceai.org. Become an, uh, uh, get awake, an ambassador working as a kingdom educator. Get awake. I love that. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Frangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. Our workplace is a mission field, just like being an educator all over the world. But ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.